changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. I am very excited about today's podcast because I have two great stories for you about the power of your mind to find things that you thought were lost. One of the things that I've learned from our two Chicken Soup for the Soul books about dreams is how much knowledge we have in our brains that we just don't access during our waking hours. But when we're asleep, well, that's when the magic happens because that's when our subconscious can knock on the door and say, hello, you were too distracted to pay attention to me during the day, but now that you're asleep and you're not distracted, I have something to tell you. So the first story in this vein that I'm going to share with you is by Heidi Campbell, and she tells us that she had had a long-time problem with her Aunt Nancy. Aunt Nancy, who was in her 80s, had taken the charms off her bracelet that belonged to Heidi's grandmother, and Aunt Nancy had given those charms out to the various grandchildren. Heidi was the only grandchild who didn't get one, and she felt very left out. But Aunt Nancy insisted that she had given one to Heidi. This mystery went on for nearly two decades, and it was a real source of discomfort between Heidi and her Aunt Nancy because she insisted that she really and truly had given one of the charms to Heidi. And Heidi said, no, I really and truly never saw one of those charms. And then in 2008, Heidi had a vivid dream. In her dream, she was at the checkout counter at a Walmart store when she noticed a unique ring on the cashier's finger. It looked like it had been made with one of the charms from her grandmother's bracelet. In the dream, Heidi told the cashier how beautiful the ring was and told her about the charm bracelet. The cashier stopped scanning Heidi's items and looked her right in the eye and said, This was my grandmother's charm, too. I had a friend make it into a ring after I found it in the garage. The next morning, Heidi told her family about the dream over breakfast, and then she went about her day. They were actually packing to move that day, and so they were going through some very old boxes in the garage to see what they should get rid of. After opening and resealing boxes for hours, Heidi was about to quit for the day when she happened to open a bin that was full of shoeboxes. And she randomly opened one of those shoeboxes, and she found a whole bunch of old cards and letters. And she realized it was a box of stuff from her teenage days, from when she was going off to college. And then at the bottom of this box of cards and letters, she found a large sealed envelope. Her name was written on it in Aunt Nancy's handwriting. Heidi opened this envelope for the first time ever carefully unwrapped the letter inside, which described the significance of the enclosed gift, and sure enough, there in a little plastic bag was the missing charm from Heidi's grandmother's bracelet. Aunt Nancy had given Heidi the charm, but Heidi's recollection that she had never seen it was true, too, because she had been handed the envelope during a busy time, and somehow she or someone else had packed it away unopened in that box. Heidi doesn't know how her dream knew. Did her subconscious somehow know what her awake brain didn't figure out for 20 years, that she had been handed an envelope and forgotten to open it? 
Who knows? But we'll talk more about this in a moment. In the same vein, we have a story from Patricia Miller, also from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. Now, Patricia's childhood home was right next door to her grandparents' farm. Her grandfather died before Patricia was even one, but she had her grandmother, Rose, into her teenage years, and she spent a lot of time with her. After Rose died, the family cleared out the farmhouse and rented it out, and the tenants came and went over the years. And then, when Patricia was at university, her parents decided to move as well, so they sold the farm to a developer, and it was going to be subdivided, and they were told that everything would be torn down, including that farmhouse that had belonged to Patricia's grandmother, Rose. And that's when Patricia had the dream. And I spoke to her recently, and I want to share what she told me. Well, the first time I had the dream, I was um, walking through my grandmother's farmhouse. Uh, I was going through the mudroom, the kitchen, and then the living room. I was looking at the bare walls and floors. There wasn't anything there. So when I woke up, I figured that I was just, you know, sad because I wouldn't get to step inside my grandmother's home again. Patricia carried on with her student life. She went to class. She hung out with friends. And then she tells me that the dream returned. So this time, Patricia, did you search the house more? Yeah, I was still walking through the house, but this time I went into the small pantry off the kitchen. And then after that, I went up a steep staircase that leads up to the upstairs where all the bedrooms were located. That's where my dad had his bedroom, my grandmother's room, and a weird spare bedroom with a strange ceiling that was angled. So I looked around, and I looked in the cubby hole over the stairs where my grandmother used to store her wool socks that needed darning and old paperback books. All of the spots were empty. I was looking, but I didn't know what for. So I asked Patricia what she thought the dream signified. What did it mean? Well, I knew it wasn't merely nostalgia. I was on some sort of mission looking for something that was forgotten. I was certain that we'd forgotten something in the house, and so I called home. Of course, when Patricia called her mom, her mom thought she was crazy. After all those tenants, there was no way that there was something of her grandmother's left behind. One of the tenants surely would have taken it along when they packed up their own stuff to move out. But Patricia had a sixth sense. She knew there was something of her grandmother's in that house. And there wasn't any time to waste because there was talk that the house might be torn down in just days. So that night, the dream made its third and final appearance. And this time, Patricia says, there was more detail. She was searching more. Yeah, I was upstairs in the hall outside the bedrooms, and then I turned and walked downstairs to the kitchen and went to this little door in the corner that led to the cellar. My grandmother's cellar was one of those spooky cellars that had dirt floor and damp walls and a low ceiling and lots of spiders, so I never went down there. I'd only been down a few times. But in my dream, I took a really deep breath and I went down, and I wasn't scared. I walked around the dim space to a corner where there was a large rectangular type of recess in the wall, and I looked in there. That's where we used to have jars of preservatives. I looked in the hole, and that's when I felt the sadness slip away, and I was really excited because I saw a cardboard box. Then I woke up, and I I sat straight up in my bed. I was really relieved, but I called my mom in the morning. I felt kind of silly, but I didn't have much choice because the dream was really vivid, and I just couldn't let it go. 
I told my mom that she had to go to the house and that if they couldn't go, I would have to drive home from university and go myself. I knew there was something in the cellar and I needed them to check the wall for the cardboard box. So Patricia's mom called her back the next day. They had found it. They had found the cardboard box right where the dream had predicted. And it was a crystal chandelier, the one that her grandmother had in her living room. Patricia's parents took it with them and they hung it in their new home. The mystery was solved through the magic of a series of dreams. You can see why I love this job. It's a privilege to be able to read all these stories and share them with you. If you'd like to learn more about this new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable, you can find it on our website, chickensoup.com. And it's on sale now everywhere that books are sold, including Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, your local independent bookstore, Chapters Indigo, Costco Canada, Walmart, Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Amazon, and other places too. Come back Friday for more stories from this new book. These stories will just make you shake your head in disbelief. I'll be chatting with my co-author on the book, dream expert Kelly Sullivan Walden, about some more stories from the book, ones about amazing coincidences that prove the old adage that truth is indeed stranger than fiction.